You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and MERPS. Welcome back. This is Light Forge Podcast, Grinning Goats, Voyage to the Sunken City Arena Card Review. This is Adwicta. This is Murphs. Hello. Okay, we're gonna go through this fast for real. This super time. fast. Now, super fast. yeah, nah, yeah. Now, now we're talking about C plus cards. So these are cards that are like either at or slightly below what you're going to get as an average card in your deck. Go. Yeah, but they're still very good. Yeti still is good. D they're plus slash very bottom of the seat, but really D plus. So the first one um, is uh, Murkwater Scribe. Um, we're going to go fast because they're not very exciting cards. It's a two mana, three, two. Uh, oh, oh, wait, wait, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. We're not going to go fast because I'm messing up. I got to do C plus first. I started with a C. Oh, no. Now I got to go find our first C plus card. Oh, Which is somewhere God. here. Okay, here's our first C plus card, guys. Our first C plus card is Treasure Guard. Which is a neutral common card, three mana, one five naga, taunt, death rattle, draw a card. It's fine. I don't know. Like, it, it's okay. The naga tag is worth something. Uh, if you think about Stonehill Defender, right? And yeah, you can discover a taunt, sometimes decent or whatever. You just get to draw a card in which you've curated it already, right? Like you drafted it, which means it was hopefully at least a decent card. It's pretty good. Gets you one card closer to what you stuck to the bottom of your deck. Um, no, but it's also it's a one five taunt. Like when you th- think of Stonehill, that one extra health matters a lot of the time too. So this is a it's a pretty good card. Um, obviously, you'd rather be discovering, so don't think we're saying this is better than Stonehill, but it's still pretty good. All right, next up, another C plus card is Asharan Sentinel. Asharan Sentinel is a 5 mana 5 6 taunt. Death Rattle, put a Sunken Sentinel on the bottom of your deck. And a Sunken Sentinel is a 5 mana 5 four, 6 taunt with Divine Shield and Lifesteal. So, this one, most of the weight is being carried by the fact that it's a 5 mana 5 6 taunt. Like, that itself will get you to C, close to C. The putting the, the Sunken Sentinel on the bottom of your deck isn't really doing that much. Mostly because the Sunken Sentinel is probably one of the worst things you could put on the bottom of your deck. There's, there's worse, but this is like one of the least impressive things you put on the bottom of your deck. For a thing that you're putting on the bottom of your deck. Now, is this better than like a card in your deck? Yes. But when you're talking about putting something at the bottom of your deck, it's like, mm, yeah, this isn't... This is one of the worst ones. Now, it's not a bad card, right? Uh, C-plus is, like, pretty good. I-, I thought about this. This was one in which I was like, oh, man, maybe this is, like, a B for me. I'm okay mm. with a C-plus. For me, it's, like, right there on the edge. Like, so if you- you're saying it's a B, I can see a little bit. I, I thought about it. I would but... go down, if anything, because, like, I think a bunch of times, you're not even going to dredge up this card. Like, you would have put something even better down there to dredge up. That's another thing that I don't think people um, consider enough as well. You don't have that many dredges. And mm-hmm. so sometimes, like, for example, if you do put two things on the bottom of your deck, this is going to be the worst one. Uh, 
not not because like of it, just because the stuff that you put on the bottom of your deck are so good that when you look at this thing uh it's actually going to pale in comparison to most of the stuff that you're putting down there so there is also going to be times in which you dredge something up and you're like i don't want this crappy five drop that you know taunts a little bit and gives me health i want the colossal minion i want the yeah. whatever it is that's a consideration so I, th I, th I like this card i definitely like this card more than you do um mm. i could see it as like a very low b but once again dredges are not super common uh a five mana five six taunt is good it's just that's good that's where it's value it's is. a five mana five six taunt with divine shield it's like a five mana five eight taunt that's not super impressive the lifesteal part is what's helping but do you really need the lifesteal or you only need the lifesteal in like a quarter of the games um it's it's just yeah I think a lot of times, even if you put that card down there, you won't dredge it up even if you dredge, because you'll have another card in your deck that's just better than that, mm -hmm. and you'll hit it. <clears throat> um, okay, so those are our two C-plus tier cards. We are now going to move on to actual C. Not a lot of C-pluses this time around. Uh, so for the actual C tier cards, we are going to go back to what I wanted to start with, which is Murkwater Scribe. Not much to talk about. It's a two mana three two Naga Battle Cry. The next spell you pay uh, you play costs one less. Doesn't have to be this turn. You'll as long as you've uh, used your coin beforehand or you played the spell before the coin. It just you get the discount. Easy. Easy. Okay. Good. We're done. Cool. Next up is going to be Rainbow Glowscale. Rainbow Glowscale, 2 mana, 2, 3 Naga. Spell damage plus 1. Nice, easy, simple Nagas. Um, this one's a B for only the classes that actually use spell damage. For classes that barely or don't really use spell damage, like Warrior, Druid, and Paladin, it's actually a D or potentially D+, depending on if you have like the cards, the 1 or 2 spell damage cards that those classes have. Yeah, Wrath is coming back. That's about it, you know? Yep. Okay. Next. Um, next, we have Tuscar Trawler. Here's a C-tier card, which is... Uh, it dredges. Okay. Um, it's a 2-mana, two 2-3 two, pirate that dredges. So, let's tell people, if Croc were in, what would it be? If Croc were in, it would be a D. So, this is getting a tier for dredge. One of the problem that this card has is just the fact that uh, you're almost never dredging up anything that you put on the bottom of your deck by turn two. So mm -hmm. are you not going to play this on turn two? I don't know. I think a lot of times you kind of want, really want to play on turn two. So yeah, like it, it definitely has late game applicability, but it, it's awkward. And dredge counts for a lot. Like, you know, we're giving it a tier, but there's also a reason why uh, the Excavation Specialist is getting, like, almost two tiers. You also get the discount, by the way, for the Specialist. Uh, and this is only getting one. Yep. Next up is Reef Walker. If I can find Reef Walker. There's Reef Walker. Reef Walker is a 3-mana three 3-2 three, elemental. Another, All these are common neutrals. 
Uh, Battle Cry and Death Rattle. Summon a 1 1 Piranha Swarmer. So, remember back in the day when it, there was a Razor Fen. Um, I forget what the second word is to that card. Uh, but that was a 2 3 with a 1 1, and that was just kind of the neutral card. Well, now this is the neutral card that's a 3 2 with a 1 1, and on Death Rattle it gets another 1 1. Yeah, and even at that, it's only a C. So we should talk about what Piranha Swarmer is, and just, just yeah, uh, you might as well just show what Piranha Swarmer is, uh, and then we can. Oh talk crap! What? My bad. I need to redo this. This may have. This is probably getting at least a plus. I did not know Piranha Swarmers were things. No, they they are things, but you do only get one of them, as in. Oh wait, you get two of them. Like you get one on on Battlecry and one on Death Rattle. Right. So you probably only get one of them, but. Yeah, you. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, but the chances that you get them both at the same quote time on the same board are very small. Okay. But yes, they are things. I don't know why. I'm going to asterisk this rating. Then this may actually be a C plus. Um, I don't think it'll be a a, a B. Uh, it doesn't. There's quite no way it's get B. that good. No but but it may be a C plus. I, I, I thought they were actually I, like my thing is I didn't know they had rush because I just thought there were so many one one. Like I thought Piranha Swarmer was like you know bunny or like you know whatever um, squirrel right just a one one. Wait, you thought it was actually a race? Then it wouldn't be a C. Then it would be lower. No, it would be a C because you're getting you're getting a, a two one ones and a three two, even though one 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 of the one ones is not a death. Sure, but I mean, Razor Fen Hunter is drop. very low, like real low. Yeah, I mean, Razor Fen Hunter is a D, but you get an extra one one here. Great. Anyways, um, okay, I will do this after the. Uh, after the, the this episode. Um, okay, so next one is Twin Fin Fin Twin, which is a rare card. Three mana, two, one, rush, battle cry, summon a copy of this. This is, uh, yeah. This is one in which I thought about like a C plus, but it, it's, it's one where I'm like, okay, so it's like a neutral cleave or a shadow bolt or something mm -hmm. it's fine i i mean you know it answers things it's great against the look why are we even complaining about the diver this kills it right uh the pelican diver kills it i i, I guys i have no idea what we're complaining about um I, yeah i i just like i look at a card like this and it just seems very fair now um it just seems like super duper fair it's good uh, like Shadow Bolt's not a good card now. No, it's not. Well, you, with this one, you do get to split it. But then, of course, it could get taunted, right? There's like mm -hmm. a back and forth on it. It's like, well, this can get taunted, but then this can get split up. But yeah, um, Shadow Bolt isn't like an amazing card by any means today. So at the end of the day, I just didn't really care about it. Like, I was like, ah, maybe C, but whatevs. Okay. Um, it's it, this is going to be an important card. I mean, it's rare, you don't see it that often, but it's going to be an important card in the meta because it's doing things that generally you can't do. Um, think of um, think of the, the dragon that summons two of these, like it changes up the shape of the board. Um, okay, so finally, the last C card is a slithering dead scale, death scale. 
Um, it is an epic card, so you're not going to see it very often. But it is a 7 mana 5 9 Naga Battle Cry. If you've cast 3 spells while holding this, deal 3 damage to all enemies. Why doesn't this do more? That's my question. I have no other it, comment, really. I'm guessing in Constructed, when you have cards, when you have the Naga spell combos, it's just really easy to trigger. So it effectively has no uh, no condition. Who is playing a 7-mana card that, I don't know, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but that only deals 3 damage to all enemies after you fulfill? I, I, it just doesn't seem that good. Maybe, maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I don't understand Constructed at all. Which I don't, but I mean, this just seems... Uh, really really dumb uh, no but, but so the thing is like it's a naga the tag is worth something for the for those of you guys who are just like uh wait you're still rating it a c it, it's, it's also seven terrible. mana five nine yeah it's a base, seven mana which is five like nine. almost on curve it's almost a curve card it's a naga that counts for something if you do hit which is not impossible, right? Like, we've talked about this before. This whole cast mm -hmm. three spells while holding this thing, it's not coin likely. Coin counts. Uh, the coin counts. Um, but it's possible. And if you do uh, sort of fulfill that requirement, it's really good, right? So that's where it ends up with, like, the C thing. Mm-hmm. Again, this is one of those, like, we're, we're in the jackpot meta. Like, do you hit the jackpot? Mm -hmm. If you can hit it, and then you can play this on uh, with the uh, ability triggered, it's much better than C. But it's hard to hit the jackpot. Not impossible. If it's impossible, that's more like the old school stuff, right? Where it's like, sure, you can have a death wave, but you probably didn't draft it. Now it's like, well, you have a million ways to get that death wing and or other stuff. Okay. We are now officially moving past the C's down. Remember, Yeti's at the bottom of C, so we're now at D+. Plus, so all of these cards are a tiny bit below a Yeti. We have reached the not-as-good-as-a-Yeti category. Uh, first one is Piranha Swarmer. Piranha Swarmer is a 1-mana one 1-1 one, one beast with Rush. It also has the ability, after you summon a Piranha Swarmer, gain plus 1 attack. Wait, are we just so, doing D? Like, you're not doing D pluses? Oh, first? we're doing D pluses. You keep forgetting this. I keep forgetting pluses before regulars. Okay. So, uh, let's start with the first plus 1, which is Sea Scout Operator. Sea Scout Operator, 3 mana, 2, 4, Battle Cry, if you control a mech, summon 2, 2, 1, Mechafish. Are Mechafishes weird too? No, Mechafishes are just normal, Mechafish is good. So, um, yeah, that's really good if you can get it to trigger, but you're going to have to control a mech before you play this. There are some. Mm -hmm. That's what I'll say about it. There are some mechs. Uh, but no, it's not consistently good. Okay, that's all I have to say about it. Yep, it's a lot of stats, but at that point, these stats don't matter a lot if you're actually trying to set up a combo, and you will naturally get this combo on curve or vaguely on curve almost never. Like, you need an Annoyotron. Um, okay, so that is the only C-plus card. D-plus. D-plus card. We are now on to just D. So now I get to talk about my fish. Piranha Swarmer. 
Piranoswarmer is a 1 mana 1 1 beast with Rush. Also has the ability after you summon a Piranoswarmer, gain plus 1 attack. So the first one you play is a boar, it's a 1 1 rush. If you play another one, then the first one you played gets plus 1, uh, becomes a 2 1. Uh, but you're not going to have these because these are rated a D, so you're not going to draft these. Well, but as you see from before, they're not they have even other cards. rated a D for most classes. Like, oh, you, okay. You need to, Sorry. Yeah. I My was bad. waiting for you to say this. I'm like, okay, he's way past the time for, <laughs> to say this. Uh, okay, so this is only a D for Shaman because you'll see that Shaman has synergies with this card because they have other Swarmer cards. Yeah, for all other classes, we rated it an F plus. I don't mm -hmm. I, once once we get to, I don't understand the difference between like F plus and F. Not really, but uh, well, F plus is this very narrow range right above F. F is everything below that. Yeah, uh, that's where you really get to to the trash tier. Uh, uh, but yeah, this is always usable. And for shaman, yes, uh, it is quite a, a bit better uh, because they they do have good synergies. All right. Next up is, again, we're in D. Ds are bad. They're like below Croc. Uh, or like around Croc. You, most of them are less than Croc. Some of them may be around Croc level. Uh, and this is a security automaton. Two mana, one, three mech. After you summon a mech, gain plus one, plus one. Again, you're going to summon some mechs. But otherwise, two mana, one, three is real bad. Yes. Um, Alright, next one is Gorlock Ravager. Gorlock Ravager is... Why can't I find a Gorlock Ravager? There we go. It is a 5 mana 4-3 Murloc. Battlecry. Draw 3 Murlocs. It's bad. There's going to be some Murlocs in the meta, but like you probably won't have 3 of them in your deck. It's bad. Alright, next up is... Barbaric Sorceress. Six mana, three, seven taunt. Naga. Battlecry. Swap the cost of a random spell in each player's hand. I don't understand why this costs so much for so little <laughs> stats now. It's a three, seven taunt for six mana. I, I, I just. Like, okay, so what this is meant to do is, like, if you're playing a constructed deck and you put, like, only, like, nine and ten mana spells in your deck, and then you have, uh, uh, you can swap it, and then it'll be, you know, discounted. And not only discounted, but also ranked, right? And it's very important for things like mage and whatever. Not, not an arena card. It's pretty bad. Next. Uh, next is Naga Giant. Naga Giant is an epic neutral. The other ones are all common that we didn't say anything about. Uh, and it is a 20 mana card. 8-8 uh, eight, eight Naga. Costs one less for each mana you spent on skit spells this game. It's usable right. in some games. That's like the, the D standard. Like, you know, it's usable. It's... Sometimes in the late game, are are you okay paying like for a eight mana, nine mana, ten mana giant? Yes. Will this sometimes be unplayable? I don't know, maybe, <laughs> but that's that's where we're at. But also, it'll come out as like you know two mana or four mana sometimes. Yeah, you can play a lot of spells. Sometimes spells generate other spells, and you'll sink some mana into it. Um, this is not an unplayable card. This is this is far from an F. This is not even an F plus. This is uh. <laughs> 
this is a card that uh, will find its way in some decks and will be uh, will be usable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, don't put it in if your deck has no like spells, right? But if you have a normal amount of spells, this this eventually gets playable. Yep. I see some people automatically saying like, oh, this is an F. No, this is not an F. F is, once again, reserved for some truly bad things. Like some truly, truly bad things. This is usable in a decent amount of games. And usable in late game settings is worth something already. Uh, And I I also don't understand how sort of like uh, the collective mind sort of thinks that like they are always going to dredge up amazing stuff but at the same time for something like this they are never going to get enough spells you know like i think it's sort of uh the way that people evaluate it's like when they see a card that's bad it's it's easy to think of all the ways that it's bad Mm -hmm. and when you see a card that is potentially good and more importantly very fun when it is good you're like that happens 110% of the time. Holy shit. When does it not pop off? Let me ask you. And the answer is never. Okay, it always pops off. And then for stuff that's bad, it's just like, you know, oh man, I will literally never get to use this. And that's not true. And that's not true. And then the late game, the 8-8 is like, it's useful. a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, uh, any storm coil is the legendary card. This is our last legendary, and it is also a D. It's a bad card. Five mana, four four. Battle cry. Choose a friendly mech. So you gotta have a mech on the board. Summon a copy of it with rush, wind fury, and divine shield. So if you can get it to hit on a mid-sized mech, it is very good. There's not a lot of mid-sized mechs. Mechs are usually tiny, and they're probably dead. But if you have them and they're alive and they're mid-sized, super, super good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of waiting. Remember, with her skills and your cogs, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, this voice line. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think they needed to give a different script. With her skills... And your cogs, uh, you, you, you're, you're unstoppable. Okay. Anyways, next. Next up. Uh, so we already did Piranha Swarmer, which is uh, a F plus for most classes that's not Shaman. So there's only two more cards left in neutral that we haven't talked about. And they're both F tier cards. So you can actually see what F tier cards are and why that 8A Giant is not an F tier card. So here's an F tier card. It is called a Helmet hermit a helmet hermit is a one man of four three beast that cannot attack uh if actually i mean if that follows the other cards that's not even going to be in the arena um and it shouldn't be in the arena it just like messes up your drafts and gives you less options and the other f tier card is a naval mine which is a two mana o2 mech with death rattle deal four damage to the enemy hero Amazing. I do not understand these cards, but sure. Love it. Uh, yeah. So look, this is this is the F tier kind of stuff that we are talking about. Naval Mine isn't even like an egg in which if you manage to pop it, like a four four comes out. That's pretty good, you know, like a four four coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is rough. 
these are these are rough cards right over here uh yes i mean better than a goblin bomb um maybe i i was listening to someone else and they were like oh man wouldn't it just be hilarious as an awful if two of these popped out of mothership i'm like ooh, but then i have eight damage going to their face like <laughs> if you have a way to trigger like that them. yeah yeah i'm like oh that's pretty good uh then just get buffs right just get buffs and then mm -hmm. kill these things off but that's where we're at with uh the f tier once again uh, the naga giant is sometimes useful and then you get an 8-8 minion out uh that's not an f it's not good d cards are not good so once again, not like a giant. Cards are like three mana, three threes. We're talking about a card that is a good amount worse than a Razor Vent Hunter. Like, you know, that's that's. Mm. <laughs> that's where we're at. Yep. It's, it, it's like worse than a Razor Fen Hunter, which I think we'll agree. You know, I can play Razor Fen Hunter on curve. I'm not happy about it at all. It's going to get dominated by everything, but I can play it, and then later on in the game. I have a Naga Giant. That's okay. As long as it's playable, it's so much better, right? That's a um, card. Yeah. Okay. So those are the cards that are bad and you can avoid. There's not a lot of tricky bad cards. I feel like the bad cards are pretty obviously bad. Um, this set does a very good job of having a lot of playable cards. Like a lot of would normally be above average cards. A lot of like top tier neutral cards without going into the S tier, but you know, A tier is not good either unless you're in epic territory, and even then it's a little iffy. So, um, overall, the set kind of has a lot of everything. You want curve, there's curve cards. You want straightforward cards, there's straightforward cards. You want uh, synergies, like there's there's combo synergies that are actually usable in the arena. You want RNG, there's generation. Uh, there's just there's everything you could ask for in these neutral sets. It's one of the most complete neutral sets that we have seen in in a uh, um, in, in a set that's come out. So uh, it's going to be interesting in the arena. I, I think they. If you look at some of the uh, sets before, when they come out with a, a new expansion, they get rid of some of the, the newer sets to focus so that the set that's being launched stands out. Like, if Stormwind comes in, they only have one other um, modern set and everything else is old. Uh, so Stormwind can like stand out and have its time to shine. In the previous meta, there's literally nothing in standard except for Alteric. Um, but here, they're confident enough in this set to put two other standard sets in at the same time because uh, this set stands out. It's not pushing the envelope on top line power level except for the legendaries, but it does put it does like stack a lot of B tier and A tier cards, much more so than uh, than a normal set would. All right. Those those are the neutrals. All right. You want to give some shout-outs? Not really, but I guess I'll do one. Uh, all right, so thanks to everyone hanging out right now. Uh, and a special thanks if you're still hanging out here by the very end. And special thanks if anybody wants to give us their Twitch Prime sub because we just did taxes and we just extrapolated and we're probably not making any money this year, like at all, <laughs> which is fine, which is fine. And look, we don't stream enough. We understand that. But if anybody just hasn't laying around and would want to give it, 
We certainly appreciate it. So thank you. Uh, that is it. We're good. All right. All right. We're going to do classes next, and we're going to start with Demon Hunter and go down in alphabetical order because I was too lazy to come up with a creative and sensible order. So we're just going to do that. Um, and each of those episodes are going to be shorter than these, hopefully. We're going to try for 15 minutes, definitely no more than 20. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll have this wrapped up before midnight. We started at 3 o'clock. It is 7 o'clock right now. We've done four hours. Does it feel like four hours of progress, Murps? Bye. <laughs> See you guys. Welcome back. This is Grinning Goats Light Forge Podcast. Uh, review of the cards in the arena for this upcoming set, which is the Voyage to the Sunken City. Alright. We're doing the classes now. It's Demon Hunter. Demon Hunter always gets broken cards. Does it change this time? Actually, yeah, kind of. I mean, not yeah. kind of, as in like, if you're used to them always getting expendable performers, cycle of hatred, blah, 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 kind of those sort of things, like Coil Fang, uh, it's not that. I mean, they do get a lot of good cards. But for Demon Hunter, it's sort of like, oh, okay, this is acceptable. This is fine with the fire behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, keep in mind, they have the best hero power, so they don't really need the most ridiculous cards to do well. They just get them anyway. So we're going to change things up this time around. Compared to if you're uh, a fan of the, the channel and the stream, you know, we normally do uh, Legendaries last. But we're going to do just regardless of uh, Legendary or not Legendary Rarity and just go top down. Which means all the Colossal cards, except in one class, are going to be the first cards we review. So don't think that you're all of a sudden watching the end of this episode uh, or this part just because we start off with Legendary. We're going to always start off with the Legendary because they are the most ridiculous cards. And they're, they're very representative of what this set's about. So it's nice to start with them. So the big Legendary for Demon Hunter is rated an A, A tier. Uh, and I'll tell you right now, this is the worst, I mean, A tier, there's a few of them on A tier, but A tier is the worst of the Colossal Legendaries. Nothing is below an A tier. So this is actually not very good as far as a Colossal card goes, but remember, it's A tier, it's still insanely good. We have very few cards in A tiers. Normally, we have five this time around in neutrals, uh, but you'll see, we rarely have that many class cards in A tier. And, uh, anyway... The legendary is called Sihlag of the Abyss. It is a 7 mana demon, 3-6, at the uh, Colossal plus 4. At the start of your turn, increase the damage of Sihlag's Stalks by 1. Okay. So Sihlag's Stalks are these 2 mana cards that are 1... I mean, they're not 2 mana cards. They just... So, what Colossal is... Colossal means that it just summons more stuff. Like, it's almost like Battlecry. Summon these very particular things. Um, it's just a shorthand for it. So these Colossal cards, one for each class, are some of the most ridiculous legendaries we've seen. This one isn't, but... Uh, the Stalks, there's four of them that get summoned, are one, two demons. Let's say, at the end of your turn, deal one damage to a random enemy. So you get a three, six, and then you get four, one, twos that each say at the end of your turn, deal one damage to a random enemy. And then, at the start of your turn, increase the damage of Sealog's Stalks by 1. Assuming your main Sealog is alive. And you have Stalks for the damage to be increased by. These are complicated cards. Does it hurt you to say the name of this thing? 
It, it sounds like it hurts you. Okay. I mean, it C-Log hurts your opponents. I'm just expressing the pain. Uh, so, <clears throat> it's still a very good card. We got confirmation, or rather, uh, I, I learned that... So, it increases of the damage of the stocks, as in the damage that it deals with its ability. Um, mm-hmm. it's, not, yeah. it's not the attack. So, they stay yeah. at one twos, but it'll go like, for the first turn... They deal one damage, and then they'll deal two damage at the end of the turn, etc., etc. Uh, it's just one in which, if you have any AoE, you can actually kill off the stocks. If you have some sort of a board, I mean, you know, you can really cut down on it. The main body doesn't do, like, that much by itself. You know, it relies on the stocks. Uh, the stocks rely on the main body. So... For a colossal minion, as you will see, it's like, oh wow, this is very tame in comparison. It's mm-hmm. just an A. It's just an A. Uh, and the, like, yeah, you, this body itself, it's only a three six as well for seven mana. Like, it's it's not big at all. And the stalks, they just deal one damage to a random enemy, which could be the face. Like, it's highly unpredictable to use so you deal four damage some of which is going to end up in your opponent's face and then you have a bunch of stuff on the board that you have no way of protecting really and then your opponent has a turn to clean up as much of it as possible and uh then the rest of it gets a very minor buff plus one damage if you can even kill a couple of uh, of these then this is the power level gets cut down dramatically like you kind of have to play this and seven mana eats up your whole turn you kind of have to play it on a board that you like an empty board or a board that's more or less favorable to you for this to work so it's like a super win more card and honestly these days the win more cards are better than this like the really good ones it's still a tier card it's still a lot of stats and there's still some initiative and it's only seven mana it's not like eight or nine or ten mana but it's not quite an S tier, like, you know, a Nixia level card by a long shot. Yep. Alright, that's a legendary. Now let's go to a card that you'll actually see in every one of your Demon Hunter drafts. This is also an A tier card. Uh, it is the best uh, Demon Hunter card in the set that is uh, common, um, or, or rare or epic for that matter. It's just the best one. It's Glaive Shark. 4 mana, 4 3 beast. Battle Cry. If your hero. Attacked this turn, deal two damage to all enemies. So consecrate if your hero has attacked. Remember, this is Demon Hunter, so if you're playing this on turn five or after, you can always hero power and attack that. So look, the only thing I'm happy about is at least it's not a persistent effect. But otherwise, <laughs> this is just a better Dark Iron Skulker, right? Pretty much, mm-hmm. it's just a better Dark Iron Skulker. Now, here's the thing: Dark Iron Skulker is not the card that it used to be, uh, and this is like, but this is still really, really good. It's just S tier cards are saved for uh, stuff that's even better. So, no matter how good this is, it's like wow, uh, there you got to leave room for the Colossal Minions. So, this is like a good A tier card. You can argue it's A plus. I don't think it's A plus. No, 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 no. Uh, but, it's nowhere near A plus. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's A plus. It's barely an A. It's very card. good, and the fact that it's common, like, it, this is gonna hurt a lot when you're facing demon hunters. They're gonna clear your board a lot. They're gonna 
uh, get you down in health. Um, it's extraordinarily powerful, but yeah. Like the reason Dark Iron Skulker was so good was because it was a, uh, a class rogue that couldn't do board clears. This is Demon Hunter. You're kind of expecting this kind of stuff. Like it's it's really not like that amazing. Um, I mean, it's at the level where it's better than a Night Captain, right? Um, and, and it is. It's a consecration on a stick. It's better than a Night Captain. But it's not that like ridiculously better. It's like a half tier better than a Night Captain. Um, so yeah. Clave Shark. This is the big bad to look out for when you're facing Demon Hunters. Um, not, not, not anything special how to use it or anything. There's no, like, tips. You can't really dodge it. Just know that uh, Demon Hunters have a Consecration now, starting on turn 5. Like, a really good Consecration that also improves their tempo on the board. Alright. Afterwards, uh, we have a B-plus card. So remember, this is about Night Captain level. It is Bone Glaive. Bone Glaive is an Arcanite Reaper. It's a 5 mana 5 2. Uh, and remember, all weapons are better in Demon Hunter than elsewhere because you are flexible with your hero power on adjusting its damage. So you can hit double the amount of breakpoints as uh, and get the exact damage for a kill as, as a, a normal class. So this one's a 5 mana 5 2 weapon and it has an additional bonus, which is Battlecry Dredge. Pretty good. Uh, remember, we like dredge we give a good amount of points for it for good reason and by this time you might have put something pretty good down there as well so arcanite reaper is fine like it's 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 fine today uh but then you also dredge something up you have the demon uh hunter hero power becomes pretty damn good mm-hmm. uh now we're past the uh b plus the, these two are the next two are b's Bees are, you know, better than your average card, but nothing super special. First one is Ajrahan Defector. Ajrahan Defector is a 4-mana 5-3 rush. Um, and it has a death rattle, which is to put a sunken defector on the bottom of your deck. And a sunken defector is a 4-mana 5-3 naga with charge. After this attacks, deal 5 damage to a random enemy minion. So it immediately deals 5 damage to a random enemy minion. Okay, so this is... Uh, uh, sorry, I didn't catch it. What was the name of this thing again? Ajharan Defector. Sorry, I didn't hear it that time either. What What was it? Ajharan Defector. Okay, great, great. Yeah, I... The I Oz is just going to get longer each time I have to say it. Great, I definitely have it now. So, uh, Asharan Defector, okay... Uh, uh, very good. The problem is the first. So I, I initially thought that this would be higher as well. Uh, once again, it's just not super easy to pull something up. As in, maybe your deck it will be it will be that easy. On average, it's not super easy. Now the second part of the body is great, right? Like you can just go face with it, and then it automatically hits a minion. It's amazing. Um, but. The initial body, just four mana for a five damage rush. Uh, you know, it's got no health, right? It's probably gonna die. Uh, it's fine. It's like okay, but yeah, like a, a lot of it will. We're, we're already giving a decent amount of points for like putting that really nice mini on the bottom of your deck, but then you gotta dredge it back up. So yeah, I mean, you you use it, and it's a four mana five three rush is kind of a normal card. It's getting a little bit of uh, extra from uh, from putting a good card on the bottom of your deck. It's uh, it is what it is. 
It's a pretty normal card for this set. It does uh, work very well if you play this on four and then you dredge it up with your uh, with your bone glaive. Yeah, uh, it's very uh, very set up for you this uh, mini combo. All right, next. All right, next up is another B tier card. It is Multi Strike. Multi Strike is a one mana fell spell. Give your hero plus two attack this turn. They may attack an additional enemy minion. So that means you can swing twice with this. And any other attack that you have will also swing twice. So if you use a hero power with it, for example, you know, that hero power's damage is just your damage for the turn. So that'll also apply twice. It's good. Uh, it's just a little small, but it's good tempo. Um, I consider giving this a little bit higher as well. I was like, oh man, I just really like what this does in terms of tempo. The there's just a lot of good ways to not even cheat out, but like, you know, get more tempo than you're probably supposed to get. Um, this is just one of them. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I, I was fine with B. I thought about B plus for a second. I was like, ah, uh, B plus is really good. Like B is, B is already quite good. Right. And B yeah. plus is really good. So, uh, I'm, like I'm ultimately you can't, you can't attack face with this. Yeah. Uh, you need two targets or else you're taking a lot of face damage and you're demon hunter anyway. So you're hurting your own face a lot to begin with because your hero power is so good. Yep. All right. That's multi-strike. Uh, now we're going to move on to a C plus. So we are in the normal card category. The other legendary is here for C plus. Um, Lady Satheno. It's a 3 mana, 2 4 Naga. Immune while attacking. After you cast the spell, attack the lowest health enemy. It's awkward in Arena. You don't have that many spells. You gotta use them so that uh, you give uh, this, uh, this card rush, basically. And you gotta play it on the same turn, otherwise just a 2 4. Like, it's better than your normal 3-drop, right? That's why it's a C plus and not, like, a C. Uh, but it also requires a little bit of setup to get the most out of it. And at the very end, at its max, it's just dealing 2 damage to some stuff sometimes. Yeah, it's also a Naga. Like, what's a 3-mana 2-4 without anything? Like, low D? D. Like, low, low D, D yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, low, low D. So this is... Uh... This is getting one and a half tiers, essentially, for this uh, for this ability. Um, and at the end of the day, immune while attacking, it's like, it's nice, uh, but it also counts for more if you have more attack. And I understand it has the second part of the ability, which is like, oh, after you cast a spell, but great. I, I don't know. You, I don't know how many spells you're, you're supposed to be casting while this is out. So, yeah. Alright, next up is C. Perdition is a C. Perdition is a 3 mana card, rare, fell spell. Uh, it says deal 3 damage. But it costs 0 if you played a Naga while holding this. Great. 0 mana deal 3 damage is good. Yes, 0 mana deal 3 damage is fantastic. But you do have to play a Naga while holding it. So, it's a C. I think it's fine. Because a 3 mana for 3 damage is not good. Let's mm -hmm. let's talk about that. Uh, yep. So, 
That's that's and, kind of the uh, issue there. There's not that many Nagas. There's enough in this set for you to definitely have a couple in your deck, but you're not going to be like swarming your Nagas um, in, in your deck, most likely. Uh, okay, now there are two D-tier cards in Demon Hunter. So these are bad cards. Uh, like we said, you, you saw these, right? These are not like game-breakingly good cards that we're used to uh, seeing Demon Hunter get. Like these are very tame to like even bad cards. Wayward Sage is a D-tier card. It's an epic card. Two mana, two, two Naga. Outcast, reduce the cost of the left and right cards in your hand by one mana. So if you can play this from your far left or your far right, then you get two mana back later on when you play those cards. It's like a free, awkward, like free 2-2 two -two kind of. Um, it's just, it's not good. I, super I awkward. Super awkward. The Naga tag, I guess, is worth a little bit something, but super awkward. Holosucker Commander is next. Another D-tier card. Um, Holosucker Commander is another epic D-tier card. Both the epics suck. Uh, it, it, it's a 6-mana 2-6. Uh, I remember this card. It's 6-mana 2-6 Taunt. Uh, which is really bad. Like, really unplayably bad. It's a Naga. It has a battle cry. If you cast three spells while holding this, summon two copies of this. So then it becomes 262626 all taunt. Right. Look. First of all, um, it's just funny because Mossy is back as well. So, of course, the one time that you get Coil Scar <laughs> to trigger, it'll just get killed off by Mossy. But, uh, yeah, it's just not happening. And the downside is horrendously bad uh actually just complete trash terrible you can never pay six mana for a two six taunt um that's terrible yeah and even the upside is really not that great like you need a plan for the upside to be super great because a bunch of two sixes just get eaten up it may take a while but it'll it'll get eaten up and that's when you get it to trigger and it's hard to get it to trigger all right uh, finally, the last card for Demon Hunter is terrible. It is uh, Abyssal Death. It is four mana, and it says draw your two lowest cost minions. So that's like the one and two drops in your deck that you're spending four mana to draw. Yep. This is actually rated at F. That's how bad it is. This it's is not useless, of course, but that's how bad it is. Like consider it something like a. I don't know, like a seven mana card that gives you a one drop and a two drop. Well, drawing drawing your lowest cost minions late in the game and spending a yeah that, that that's why it's F. So uh, it's not useless, but it is really close to useless. <laughs> that's how that's how it's an F. Okay. That's Demon Hunter. Um. I don't know what to say about Demon Hunter. There's a, there's a couple pieces that are just going to be standard good pieces, but your Glaive Shark and your Bone Glaive are, are really what's going to do it. The Bone Glaive especially, because Dredging, as you've seen, is very, very good. And Bone Glaive is a great card, a big card, a great card, a late card that also dredges. Like, this is exactly what you want. Just draft good and cards. And Glaive Shark is just OP. Yep, there you go. We can't really make 
much predictions past that point. All right. So that's Demon Hunters. You got uh, let's let's give I want to give a shout out to the people watching this on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for checking out our YouTube channel. And if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, know that we have a YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, the YouTube channel, uh, which is just Grinning Goat, <clears throat> actually has the pictures of the cards and our faces and the weird expressions that Murps makes when I talk. Um, all, all, all the experiences you are missing by just listening to the podcast. And all of our podcasts, all the Life Forge podcasts are on the YouTube as well as Arena Coop runs that we do once a week. And uh, any 11 or 12 win runs that we end up getting, um, those that's our, our YouTube content. Uh, shout out to uh, David Attenborough Says, who uh, uploads uh, our Arena Coops and Light Forges and manages the channel, as well as to uh, 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 Sulin, who uh, uh, does the 12 win runs. All right, that's it. Until the next segment, goodbye. Bye. Welcome back. This is Grinning Goats Life Forge Podcast Voyage to the Sunken City uh, Card Review Preview Valuation Stream Podcast Mod. This is Advocta. This is Murps. Uh, let's talk about Druid. The only time I think in which we will talk about a card before the Colossal Minion. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. This is the only class where the Colossal Minion is not better than the best card of the class. And the best card of the class is Miracle Growth. It is a common card. So you're going to see it a lot. And it is rated A+. So it's not quite like Caverns. So for context, Caverns is something like an S-tier card. Uh, But like A-tier cards, I'm going to just try to pull some class A-tier cards for some comparisons, right? It's stuff like flanking maneuver right like battle-worn vanguard claw fury adept we have uh, as a a-tier card um there's just not a lot of these in each expansion um like full-blown evil they're top cards they're cards that you play and you kind of just expect to win the game a good amount of times when you play it but not 100% of the times the way you would with an S-tier card. Um, and here it is. Miracle Growth for Druid. A new, common, A-plus tier card. Seven mana, nature spell, draw three cards. Summon a plant with taunt and stats equal to your hand size. That happens after you draw the three cards. So if you have four cards... In addition to the Miracle Growth, you play the Miracle Growth, you draw three cards, and you summon a 7-7 Taunt. If you have five cards, you summon an 8-8 Taunt afterwards. So what Miracle Growth does is it rewards you for having a larger hand size by giving you ridiculous amounts of tempo while drawing you even more cards. Remember, really good cards like Ramming, uh, Ram Commander is in. So that generates additional uh, additional tokens into your hands, and that's neutral. So Miracle Growth is either super good or super crazy good, depending on what you do before it. Yeah, I, I don't think much explanation is needed. Drawing three cards is pretty good, but you... Like, okay, if you had three cards in hand, let's say when you did this, then... 
you're just getting a 7-mana 6-6 taunt that draws 3. Uh, that's way too much for 7-mana. Like, you just shouldn't get that much. And even if you have an empty hand, I think you're just very, very happy that you are uh, getting the 3 cards. So, great in all situations. Like, the worst thing about drawing when you don't uh when you don't really need it is like well i don't really need it but then the cards in your hand for this card are really helping you out in that instance by just giving you more stats on the taunt yeah there's nothing about this card that is bad in any situation you could play it in like it's just i don't know how they designed this card um it's just i mean it's broken it's not caverns level broken but it's broken that's what a plus cards are like, A-tier cards are broken. A-plus cards are, like, super broken. Of course, every class has their broken cards, but this is one of them. Uh, next up, we have the Legendary. This one is another A-tier Legendary for the uh, Colossal Legendaries, and it is dru uh, Druids. So, again, A-tier is the lowest that Colossals get. They're all really good. Um, but hey, it's not an S-tier one, so this one's not not quite pulling its own weight on the Colossal category. It's Kolok, uh, 7 mana, 6, 5, Beast, Colossal plus 1. It is immune while you control Kolok's Shell. Kolok's Shell is a 5 mana, 0, 8 taunt with Death Rattle, gain 8 armor. So... This thing is once again fairly tame. I, I I look at this, I'm like, wow, this is just like what I expect a legendary to be now. Mm -hmm. uh, not not like a game breaking legendary, but just a legendary. It's pretty good. Now, of course, you do have to kill the shell. The shell doesn't have any attack power. Yeah, you gain some armor, but then afterwards you're only you're only dealing with like a five drop in stats. So yeah. Yeah, it's only an A-tier card. It, it doesn't win you the game automatically. You have to keep playing after you play this, uh, which is crazy. You have to keep playing. Like, like, think about this. Gangplank Diver, which is just kind of like a, a, a... What do you call those? Common neutral cards. Not a class legendary, but a common neutral card. Gangplank Diver deals six damage while being immune as well. And it's five mana. Kalak does it, and it's seven mana. Like, what? What are you getting for those two mana? Oh, a zero eight taunt. Like that gives you some healing. So, I mean, the reason that you're really afraid of something like Gangplank Diver continuing to be alive is that it's immune and it'll keep killing things every single turn. But for Kalak, you just have to kill the 08 taunt that's in your way. Just. And then you're good. Um, so yeah, I mean, sure, Kalak may get a free kill, quote-unquote free kill. It may not get a free kill. But its chances of getting more free kills will only match it up to, like, Gangplank. And that's sad for Kalak. Gangplank, by the way, is an A+. And that's why Gangplank is an A+. Now, you may say, to stop Kalak, you have to deal 8 damage. To stop Gangplank, you only have to deal 4. Fine. You know, uh, there's a reason Kalak is not, like, that far below Gangplank. But it's just... 
It's a legendary. All right. All right. Next. Next, we have another, another A-tier card that is not a legendary. In fact, it costs zero mana. Zero mana S-tier card, uh, sorry, uh, A-tier card coming in for Druid this expansion. It is a rare spell, uh, no, no spell tribe, uh, and it is Dredge. If you have the mana to play the card this turn, draw it. So, it's essentially a mid to late game zero mana uh, tracking that also dre that dredges, so it combos with uh, cards that put stuff in the bottom of your deck. And does not cost a mana. Yeah, so look. Super good. Uh, if you guys remember Resizing Pouch, Resizing Pouch is one in which could you play it early on? Yeah, you could. But you never wanted to, and you, you, if you had choices, you never should. You want to wait for it much later on, and then just win the game from there. If you guys remember Resizing Pouch, uh, a lot of times was used on turn 10 to discover really good 9-mana dragons. Same thing here, except instead of random, uh, you will a lot of times know exactly what's on the bottom of your deck, and you're putting extraordinarily overpowered stuff on the bottom so it's just sort of like okay let's just pull the overpowered thing and then let's play it on this turn and let's win that's why it's so freaking good that flexibility is ridiculous so you can do it earlier on uh but you don't want to like you want to wait until you put something really good on the bottom of your deck and then you dredge it up and then you play it and then you win so the earlier you play it the worse it is. That didn't stop resizing pouch from being very good, and this is just better than a resizing pouch. Mm -hmm. So that was aquatic form. Next, we're gonna get to some uh, B plus tier cards. Still good, night captain level. Uh, first, let's go with the legendary. The legendary is a Hedra the Heretic, seven mana four five Naga battle cry for each spell you cast while holding this. Summon a minion of that spell's cost. So if you cast a mid-level spell, you're kind of already getting your money's worth. And anything more is just gravy. All you really need is to cast like a 3-4 mana spell, and you're getting mm -hmm. okay stats. Uh, not great. If you cast a 4 mana spell, because like, the average 4 mana card is like almost a 4-4, four, four, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's about a 4-4. Four, four. Okay, you're getting the stats. And then if you've cast something bigger or multiple spells... It doesn't take that much for this to be decent. Plus, it's a Naga, so the you know the the tribe or the tag is worth a little bit of something. Yep. Now, out of the legendaries, another B plus card, same ranking is Flipper Friends. This is your five mana. Choose one spell, nature spell. One is summon a six six Orca with taunt. Yes, that is a five mana six six taunt. And two, uh, your other option is to summon 6611 Otters with Rush. Yes, that is something that would normally cost six mana as well. So these are two options, both of which are normal six mana cards, and this only costs five mana, and you can pick between the two. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you'll notice there are some pretty good spells for Druid. Uh, so, mm -hmm. like, we just talked about Hedra, right? 
and uh, B plus is quite high, right? And so if you're thinking like, oh man, why why is Hedra so high? Remember, Miracle Growth is a common, so that's a seven mana mm -hmm. common spell. Flipper Friends is a common five mana spell, and you're picking both of these a ton. Miracle Growth is a plus flipper friends is b plus once again b plus means extraordinarily good uh you're getting a slightly overstated taunt or you're getting tons of flexible rush um just almost an, an always pick right plus super cute super duper cute card um this is fantastic this is exactly what you want on turn five like i, I you basically won't enter a scenario in which like neither one of the options is good for you yep now looking at our B tier cards, we have Azharan Azharan Gardens. Azharan Gardens is a one mana spell that says give all minions in your hand plus one plus one. Hey, we've seen that before. It was in Paladin. Now it's in Druid. But also as a bonus, put a Sunken Gardens at the bottom of your deck. What is Sunken Gardens? Sunken Gardens is a one mana card that says give one one give plus one plus one to all minions in your hand deck and battlefield it's pretty good that's that's real good uh yeah like this is this is just uh absolutely fine like um we know that hand buffs in paladin are still okay to this day and age right like the Graham street outfitter um, that was fine. Mm -hmm. And then putting that card at, at the bottom of your deck is really nice. It's a cheap way to get immediate tempo and also, um, you know, like whatever you draw later on uh, is going to be bigger as well. So solid card. Uh, one of the things that also you can dredge up early in play. Mm -hmm. In fact, for cards like that, you want to dredge, up, dredge it up earlier. Later on, if you are, if you're, if you're dredging, especially if you're like running out of cards, you just kind of want a big card. So this one, even if you had put it down there, it may not be something you pick up, um, depending on how much health you have and you know, whatever stuff. Uh, but yeah, but on like sometime in the middle of the game, if you dredge it up, it is a very easy and quick play, and it'll probably snowball you into the game. Uh, all right, next is seaweed strike another tier b card it's epic so you won't see it a lot nature spell uh three mana deal four damage to a minion if you played a naga while holding this also give your hero plus four attack this turn pretty good i mean three mana deal four damage is not good these days uh, that's like just like a yeti level kind of thing like a little better than a yeti maybe um so for this to get to b tier from there this uh, Naga ability is doing a lot of work. And that's because the Naga ability gives it another 4 damage, right? You're doubling the damage, which is pretty ridiculous. So, yeah. Uh, you sometimes will have to play on a minion, because you just have to remove something that has 4 health. Sometimes. Uh, but uh, otherwise, uh, if you can wait for it, that's fantastic. Because at the very least, it's like 4 extra face damage. All right, um, next we're going down to Bottom Feeder. Bottom Feeder is a C-tier card, so a little bit better than a Yeti. Uh, this is a one-mana epic uh, minion. Uh, it's a beast, one-mana, one-three. 
Death Rattle, add a bottom feeder to the bottom of your deck with permanent plus two plus two. So this may seem like a one mana one through with upside, but the upside is not that good. Why? Because do you really want a one mana three five off curve when you dredge stuff up? Maybe, but probably not. You probably have better things to be dredging up. Things with initiative. Bigger things. Yep. But, once again, look. Uh, a C, it's... A 1-3 is good. Um, I Like, the game does start at 1 mana these days. Uh, and I see a lot of you guys are like, oh, it's not worth it. It's a 1-3 with a beast mm -hmm. tag in a class that really does care about curve and tries to snowball we're not saying it's a high c uh mm. but if a yeti is like a low c slash d plus and this is sort of like a low c yeah i th i think it's uh important is... to get your one drops for uh, a class like druid i think it's at least a mid c like it's a one mana one three one mana one threes are good, good. it's like argent squires are good they are better than yetis like definitely better than yetis mm -hmm. All right, now we're moving on to D pluses. So these are a little bit worse than Yeti, and there's two of these. Uh, the first one is Dozing Kelp Keeper, which is another one mana card. One mana four four Naga, Rush. Oh my God! It starts dormant, and then after you cast five mana worth of spells, it awakens. Yeah. So... You, you gotta have spells. Um, you could just throw it out there whenever, right? But you can also play it either the turn before or you use one of those giant spells uh, that are like six or seven mana. Uh, sorry, five or... Uh, um, five or seven mana. Five man. or seven mana. Yeah. yeah, that Druid has now that are common. And if you do that, then you have a one mana four four, right? Which is good, but at that stage in the game, it's like just like kind of good. It's not like super good. So, yep, yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, you cheating out a four-four rush very later on in the game doesn't really do much. Y your best case scenario, and this is a good scenario, is like if you play on turn four, and then turn five you play f uh, flipper friends, um, mm -hmm. and then in, in that case, like wow, that's amazing. But that's rare. Yep. Um. All right. Next, uh, another D plus tier card, just uh, around where Yeti is, a tiny bit below Yeti, is the last uh, Druid card, Green Thumb Gardener, another rare card, six mana five five Naga. Battle Cry: Refresh empty mana crystals equal to the cost of the most expensive spell in your hand. Again, do you have those big spells? If you do, it's like a free 5-5 in the mid game to late game, which is uh, pretty good. Uh, is it as good as a 4-4 rush? Uh, for for zero, uh, a 1 mana 4-4 rush or a 0 mana 5-5 no rush? Like uh, It's about the same. Um, so you get the same idea and you have the, the same rating. It's a, it's a D plus. It's a tiny bit worse than a Yeti. You'd rather be proactive with protecting yourself and being on the curve, but if you can't do that, this is a good way to make up for it later on a bit. You're certainly going to pop off with this sometimes. Um, this could be decent, uh, but a 6-mana 5-5 five five is, is really, really bad. Uh, and if you're getting, you know, in the 
even the late game, if you're getting like a four mana five five or even like a three mana five five, it's kind of like who cares, uh, honestly these days. So you gotta get like a bigger pop off th than that for it to be like whoa, like that that was an insane amount of tempo. Um, that's just really hard to do. Okay, that's it for Druid. Uh, overall, you got a, a lot of good things happening here. You have Aquatic Form, right? Which is just this ridiculous card that works with all the dredging for uh, for the synergies. You got Miracle Growth, which is just insane no matter what kind of deck you're trying to build. Um, but it works even better with the kind of Druid deck you normally build, which is that like mid-range, be on the board, buff everything, but also have uh, a lot of cards and just kind of like hang out. Uh, kind of deck. And then you have some Flipper Friends, Seaweed Strike, Asha Rangard. Like, the, the, all these cards are good, and even the bad ones are still, like, almost Yeti level, which is not that bad. And, more importantly, if you have the right cards for them, they are actually really good. So they're, like, synergy cards that work with you having large spells. Uh, and you'll know if you have large spells or not. And if you do, uh, those cards get significantly better. Uh, so... It's just a good package for Druid. It is. Okay. I think that's good. Uh, cool. Uh, well, that's it for Druid. We will be up next with, uh, with Hunter. I'm really excited to play Druid. I think it'll be, uh, it'll be a fun, nice mid-range class uh, to, to, to hang out with and enjoy the match. Good for you. Goodbye. Hmm. Welcome back, guys. This is the Grinning Goats, uh, the Sunken City Voyage to Card Review Preview Stream at the Life Forge Podcast. We're doing Hunter, and this is Adwokta. This is Murps. You guys know I love Hunter, but I haven't loved Hunter for a long time because uh, you can't go aggro. Now, does that change in this expansion? Probably not. Let us talk about the <laughs> best card. And one of the only times uh, that we have seen thus far, we'll see some later, an S plus card. We're talking about- This is not even S plus. This would be above the S plus tier if we had an above the S plus tier. We this, just put a call them all S plus. At this point, I don't really care. It is uh, an incredibly broken card. It's Hydralodon. A 7-mana 5-5 five, five beast with Colossal 2 Battle Cry, give your Hydralodon heads rush. So you summon two Hydralodon heads. They are 3-1 beasts with Death Rattle. If you control Hydralodon, which is the 5-5 five, five main body, summon two Hydralodon heads. So what what are you doing essentially? You pay 7 mana, uh, you get a 5-5 five, five beast. And because it's a battle cry, you're giving the 3 1, uh, the, the double 3 1 heads rush. So those die off, uh, probably. Uh, and then you they double because of the, uh, like the death rattle. So for 7 mana, you get a 5 5 body, 4 3 1 bodies, and you have dealt 6 damage to their board. And you are essentially saying, you either have to have five damage right now, like right now, right now, or you 100% lose the game. 
So that's it. Because so, those those four those three ones that remain are going to keep generating more three ones if they die and the hydrolodon's still alive. So you have to have five damage at that point. Like this is significantly more pressing, if I can say that, uh, than diver. Diver, you can maybe like just sort of like fiddle around for a turn. Uh, but here there is no such thing because if you are saying, well, maybe I can delay it for a turn. Uh, well, that's 17 damage going to your face <laughs> next turn as well. So it really is just a, a hard check immediately. And, and also you could be behind on board uh, a little bit and play this once again. Remember it is, uh, six damage that they're dealing to the board first. So, uh, it is a hard five damage check. If you have five damage in your hand, the game keeps on going. Although, you know, you're already kind of behind. If you don't have you're that, you're probably you, down three, four cards at that point. Yeah. If you don't, you automatically a hundred percent lose. Unless you, you know, they were at one health and you have like the lethal or something like that. Um, wow, that that is rough. That is rough because it's one thing to have a card that puts you in that sort of check without giving initiative and removal it's another thing in which uh it supplies all of that um these cards aren't fun they're going to really frustrate a lot of people it's a beast so it gives hunters more ways to get it as well uh man that that is super rough you're you're gonna get beat by this card uh I don't know exactly how much, but more than you would like, which means at least once. Um, it's just going to feel terrible. You can't really prepare for it. Are you going to save five damage every single time in your hand? You can't. I don't know how how many things deal five no, damage. You only save four well. damage. Everything you deals four yeah, damage. You save four damage. So, and then if you don't kill this on the very, very, very next turn, uh, you are absolutely screwed. So I, I hate this design. It's it's way too powerful. Yeah, uh, so uh, well, I, I say S plus tier card is more than S plus tier. This is the first card of, of many uh, colossal cards that we're going to review from here on out uh, that is above S plus. We just call it an S plus and like don't care about it. Um, but before this, even Dragon Queen Anexia was actual S plus, as in it was in the top. 25% of the range that we call S. Going on to the next tier, which we don't have a name for and we're not tracking, is where this card is. And a bunch of the other hydro, uh, uh, Colossal cards as well that we're going to see from here on out. It's just, it's that insane. You win the game. You just, you win the game when you play it. And if you don't win the game immediately, it costs your opponent three to four cards uh, that they just happen to have in the right order and whatever. There's no like halfway to this. You can't kill the three ones that pop out. Because they just regenerate more. Would this be a 500 on the previous tier list? At least. Pretty sure this would be more than 500. Like, this is, it's just, it's silly. It's unnecessarily silly. They might as well just made a card that say you win the game. Or I guess, you win the game if the opponent does not deal direct, uh, deal, kill you the next turn, right? Yep. Okay. So that is it for Hydralodon. Uh, I, I hate the fact that this exists. Um, it's just not healthy. It's going to frustrate a ton of people.
But that's the way it is. Let's talk about the next card. It's A tier. So very, very good. Uh, and it is Harpoon Gun. Harpoon Gun is a rare three mana, three, two weapon. After he your hero attacks, dredge. If it's a beast, reduce its cost by two. Man, this thing does a lot. First of all, three mana, three, two weapons are fine. They're, they're fine to good, right? We've seen uh, a lot of iterations of this. But you get two dredges. That's fantastic. Dredging twice, mm -hmm. even if you haven't put anything down there, just making your draws a little bit more consistent. That's fantastic. Getting more choices. If it's a beast, reduce its cost by two. Okay, you know, we're, we're <laughs> talking more here. Uh, so even if you haven't put something ridiculous down there, you get some mana reduction maybe. Uh, this just does an absolute ton, uh, and that's why it's an A. Yeah, um, it would be higher. It would actually be an A+, except that there's some things working against this dredge mechanic here. Um, beasts are not that great. At least a lot of the beasts are not that great. Some of the beasts in your deck may not be the best card for you to select to be dredging. Now, a beast costing two mana less probably is the best card, unless you need something else like really immediately. But it kind of works against itself. Right? You want the best card, but you really want the mana reduction more. And it's not like an auto win, right? It's not like dredge up whatever you want. And then if a beast had appeared in one of your three choices, then whatever card you choose to dredge up is reduced by two mana. It's not that. You have to select the beast. And you have to get the beast for that to, two mana to, uh, to, to, to matter. Okay, what's next? Um, let's go with Naga's Pride. Naga's Pride is a rare spell, three mana. Summon two two twos, two two lionfishes, which are just two twos. If you played a Naga while holding this, give them plus one plus one. So that could be three mana for two three threes. By the way, we're in the B tier now. No, oh, uh, yeah, yes, yes, we are in the B tier. Uh. This is fine. Like we've seen other versions of three mana summon double two twos. They're not great, but they're okay. And if you play a naga, um, the difference between two two and three three is huge. So mm -hmm. it's not too hard to trigger this, um, and that's why we have it at like a B tier. Uh, and double three threes for three is really good. Yeah, it's harder to trigger it on curve, but it's absolutely insane on curve if you can get it to trigger. But yes. Otherwise, you're, you could just hold on to it for a while, right? And then you'll trigger it at some point. Um, all right. The next card, same, same tier, but still B, is Barbed Nets. Barbed Nets is one mana, a spell. Deal two damage to an enemy. Okay. If you played a Naga while holding this, choose a second target. So it becomes a controlled cleave if you uh, had played a Naga. But otherwise, it's still an old-school, um, arca uh, not arcane shot, I guess, like an old-school arcane shot that can't go face, which is not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I think its flexibility is fine. Lots of times, just extra reach for the face. It's great for Hunter. So, solid B card. Oh, right, sorry. This one can go to uh, to face, but, but only once. Only once. You can't double-tap their face uh that would be great that would be fantastic yeah, that would be amazing are you sure you can't double tap the face could uh, the second target be the same as the first target 
I didn't no, even consider I, it. I thought it was a different target, but that would be okay. pretty great. I don't know if yeah. it changes the score that much, but... Oh, oh people in not. chat say you can. Uh, yeah, I don't think it changes the score that much either, but... Um, uh, I don't think that's... it changes it by a tier, but that's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, Twimbo Terror Coil is next, and it is a uh, uh, C+. Twimbo Terror Coil is a rare card. It is a Naga. It's a 4-mana four 4-4. Four, four. Battlecry, if you cast a spell while holding this, your next spell casts twice. It's just asking a lot. Um, you know, like, you have to do something before it and then you have to your next spell has to matter as in casting mm -hmm. twice now a lot of the times the, the spell that you cast afterwards will matter but some like don't matter at all right so, uh, so it's okay like once again four mana four four we're giving it like a decent amount of points for this mm -hmm. ability so it's just I, awkward it's awkward like it's trying to do things that you don't want to do as a hunter you know, like you just want to put stuff down, hit phase, get stuff going. This one's like, oh, you can't play it at certain times. It's not good tempo anyway, even if you were playing it, so you wouldn't. So you're just kind of holding it. Now you got to cast some spells. Now you got to play this. Now you got to cast some other spells. You got to. It's just too much stuff. And at any point, one of those could break, and then this ability becomes crap. And then it's just a format of 4 4. So, uh, but if you get this chain going kind of vaguely naturally without going too much out of your way, it's it's a very good ability on a decent body yep plus you get you know everyone's thinking like oh call of the wild and yeah call the wilds back it it could happen you have to line it up you have to make sure you don't play any spells between playing this and call of the wild so yeah. call of the wild is unnerfed now it's yep. eight mana yep yeah although seriously call of the wild these days is not that great of a card even at eight mana <laughs> because it was an insane card back in the day uh, we've we've creeped past that at this point. Okay, conscious call is uh, is next. Uh, it is a C tier card, so a bit above a yeti. Three mana spell, draw a naga and a spell. So it's like a arcane intellect, except uh, you do need a naga and a spell in your deck. But on the bright side, spells are really good, and nagas oftentimes work with spells. You know, all those Nagas are require you to play a spell first. Some of the spells require you to play a Naga first or whatever. So they kind of work together. So they get a little bit of a bonus there. Yep. And look, obviously draft according to your deck. How, how mm -hmm. when does this appear? Uh, look at your deck composition. This is just the average score. Uh, and yes, it's like it can bust more often than an Arcane Intellect, but it can also just hit really hard versus an arcane intellect because if you are able to draw two things they will have synergy uh with each other next up we are going to do the legendary which is also a c tier card um the other legendary not hydralodon uh and it is raz nazjan uh two mana two three be a naga um, so that's that's a nice curve card. After you cast a spell, deal damage equal to its cost to the enemy hero. Get some free face damage. Free face damage is good. 
It's yep. fine. It's not spectacular, but the face damage in a hunter, like kind of going with the course of what you would normally do anyway, very good. Also a Naga. Cool. That's it. Uh, now we're at D tier cards, so these cards are uh, like worse than a croc. So not very good, but hardly unplayable. First one is an Epic Emergency Maneuvers, two mana, secret. When a minion, when a friendly minion dies, summon a copy of it. It is dormant for one turn. It being dormant for one turn means you get it the next turn. Like, when it comes back to you. Because secrets can only trigger on your opponent's turn. Yep. No. Okay, no, okay. Um, so, this is not that good because uh, your friendly minions have to die on your opponent's turn, which means they have to be killing minions. They can kill your crappy minions. You know how that goes. I agree. Next is As Sharon Saber. As Sharon Saber uh, is uh, not a weapon, as you might imagine. Based on the name, it is instead a saber to tiger cat thing. It's a four mana three three beast with rush, still over, uh, way way overcosted, uh, and it also has a death rattle. Put a sunken saber on the bottom of your deck. So keep in mind, it's a four mana three three rush. It is extremely bad, but you put this sunken saber in the bottom of your deck. So how amazing is this sunken saber? It's a four mana three three rush. Death Rattle, summon a beast from your deck. So, you're giving up mana to put something else that is like a, a essentially a combo card, and you probably don't have the deck that makes this a that makes Sunken Saber a super amazing card. It's just kind of like a a good card. It's just not it's it's not coming together. That being said. A 4-mana 3-3 rush is not, like, the most terrible thing in the world compared to where we are here. Remember, we're in the D tier. These are below, uh, these are below River Croc levels of bad. So you're still getting a 3-3 rush. That's initiative, right? Um, so, yeah, so it's a, it's a D tier, not an F tier. You guys saw what F tiers are. Next. Finally, we have an F plus tier card, which is Urchin Spines. Urchin Spines is a one mana spell, poisonous. Your spells this turn are poisonous, is what it says. So obviously the only things that matter there are your spells that deal damage. Um, or at least, does it matter if it targets? I think as long as it targets, it's poisonous. No, no, it has to deal damage. Um, so you have to combo this with another spell for this to even do anything, which is very bad. Yep. It's bad. All right. So that's Hunter. So how do you feel about Hunter and all the cards that it got for this expansion? Man, better hunt for that Hydralodon. <laughs> it's okay. Harpoon Look, gun, harpoon gun. No, so here's the thing. Uh, true aggro has been dead for quite a while. I don't see that changing. Harpoon gun is fantastic if anything uh hunters have gotten so many great weapons whether it is super tempo weapons like uh bloodseeker or with harpoon gun uh just incredible fl flexibility and also tempo cheat uh with that as well so hunters have some tools um but you know like you definitely have to play that sort of like 
discover hunter, like late mid-range hunter kind of a thing. Um, you can play some like Naga Hunter. There's some decent pieces here, mm -hmm. but with all the taunts coming back, uh, any thoughts that you had of going super aggro are probably not going to happen. Yep. That makes sense. All right. That's Hunter. Nice and quick. Uh, you want to give a shout out? Uh, okay. First of all, uh, shout out to everybody in Twitch chat once again. I saw people were sad that you were shouting out the, the YouTube people. Okay. I, I see you guys. I appreciate you guys. All right. Everybody watching, sacrificing their sleep to do it. All Thanks of to our all mods. the Twitch yeah the twitch chat mods as well the ones that you uh ignore and never talk to uh so yeah i see quite a few of them and then i also see dr stein unfortunately but thank you appreciate you guys and we'll see you in the next section Bye bye welcome back this is the lightforge podcast grinning goats voyage to the sunken city is card review preview stream uh, slash podcast slash VOD and uh, this is Abicto. This is Murps. Let's talk once again about Colossal Minions. Alright? Uh, this one is going to be an S tier. It's not S plus. I don't know. It doesn't... Not S plus. It totally matters. This is not as good as Anexia. This will not win you the game when you play it some percent of the time. Even if you don't die immediately the next turn. Great. This can be beaten. Fantastic. All right. Uh, we're talking about Gaia the Tectonic. I lied. It really can't be beaten. <laughs> we're talking about Gaia the Tectonic. This is an 8 mana 5 7 mech with Colossal 2. After a friendly mech attacks, deal 1 damage to all enemies. By the way, this means if you had mechs on the board before you played this, you know, it counts. After a friendly mech attacks, you are summoning two Gaia's drills. These are. Two three mechs with rush. So, what you're effectively doing is for eight mana, you're summoning a five seven body, uh, and you are dealing uh, four rush damage and two AOE damage to all enemies. That's that's what's happening. And then of so course, so it's it's uh oh, sorry, it's yeah. it's one mega swipe. Yeah, you're you're doing a mega swipe, a mega AOE. Uh, while summoning a 5-7 body, and of course, if any mechs survive, if the drill survives, if Gaia survives until mm. the next turn, Gaia is a friendly mech, so that would deal this AoE damage as well. Uh, I think you can see why it's not like the S+, plus and it's just an S, but once again, uh, way too much initiative, way too much damage. Persistent effect, do you have to get rid of Gaia? Yes, of course you have to get rid of Gaia immediately. Uh, if you want to stand a chance at winning. It's just another, it's like drop this. You could be behind and suddenly you're winning. If you were, if the game was in doubt, well, you very much so won by dropping this. Um, it's just that good of a card. And you can discover yeah. it. Remember, mechs in oh, yeah. mage. Uh -huh. Mage and paladin. A lot of mechs in mage and paladin and the discovery uh, is for these colossus. Okay, so um, what makes Gaia not S+, plus, which means that, like, what, what is S? S is, like, Ysera. And you beat Ysera's all the time. I beat Ysera's all the time. 
I, I wouldn't say if my opponent plays a Yasera, I'm more likely to win than lose, but it happens all the time. With Anexia, I almost never win when Anexia comes out. With Caverns on 4, I never win with Caverns on 4. But um, this is beatable. It's just a Mega Swipe. It's just a Consecration with 4 more damage. That's it. Like, you may have stuff left on the board afterwards, right? If you just had, like, two Yetis, one would be alive. Just to give an example. Um, like, it's it's totally workable. As long as your opponent doesn't start with mechs already on the board that can attack, which is what makes... The, that At that point, you're, you're done for. Um, but if they're just dropping this, you survive, the drills die, and then you can kill Gaia with just a 5-7 that deals 1 damage. You don't even have to kill Gaia. It's recommended that you do. But all Gaia is going to do is deal an extra 1 damage to all enemies every turn. That's not even a Baron Geddon. That's half a Baron Geddon. And sometimes you leave Baron Geddon up. So you definitely can leave Gaia up afterwards. There's just all sorts of ways to beat Gaia. So it's not it's not an S+. It's not even close to an S+. This is like just a good super legendary. This does not end the game the vast majority of times. It's just very, uh, very good. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so yeah, just, just no, no, no. Colossus are not all the same. Like, don't don't get too freaked out just because someone drops a Colossus on you. Um, <laughs> it's very good. You're probably going to lose. But the game's not done yet. Unless they drop Hydralodon. In which case, yes, the game is over. You have lost. Um, okay. Now, let's look at actual Mage cards. So, Mages don't have any A cards. But they do have uh, three B-tier cards. Uh, one, including one B-plus tier, uh, tier card. That's uh, pretty good. So the first one is Spell Coiler. It's common. It's 2 mana, 2, 3, Naga. Battle Cry, if you cast a spell while holding this, which includes a coin, discover a spell. Discovering spells is good. It's real good. There's also a Naga. That's that's pretty interesting. But yeah, uh, it doesn't take much. If you have a coin, that's great. Discovering mage spells is quite nice because mage has some pretty trash spells, but mage also has some really good spells. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're very happy yeah. when you get this. The problem with this card and why this card is not higher is because you don't use it as a two-drop, like, ever. Because discovering a spell is so important. So, if you can't coin it out as a two-drop and you're not playing a spell before then, and you're not, and you're probably not going to die, depending on the class you're facing, you don't drop it as a two-drop, and that really hurts a two-drop's value. Um... Next up are B-tier cards. Uh, first one is Trench Surveyor. Trench Surveyor is a 2-mana 3-2 mech. Battlecry Dredge! Love that. And uh, if it's a mech, draw it. So you can get a card out of it if you happen to have a mech. And you're okay dredging the mech. Pretty yeah. uh, pretty damn good. Yeah. It's not, you're probably not going to have that many mechs, but hey. When it hits, it's really good. And if it doesn't hit, you still dredge. Uh, next up is Mecha Shark. Mecha Shark is also a B-tier card. 3 mana, 4, 3 mech. Uh, after you summon a mech, deal 3 damage randomly split among all enemies. This follows a, a line of mage cards that do this kind of stuff. Usually with spells, this is summoning mechs. You, you probably play more spells than mechs, but it, it does its thing. It does its thing. Alright, cool. You'll have a decent amount, Max. Yeah, uh, especially as mage. Next is Gift of Azshara. 
uh, is Ashara like their god? I don't know. Uh, what, uh, you should specify that we're now in the C tier. Like, oh yeah, we're, we're now we in jump, the C tier. Yes. yes, we're in the C tier now, uh, moving down from the B tier. So this is an arcane spell, two mana, draw a card. If you played a Naga while holding this, do it again. So this is pretty good if you have any Nagas in your deck because you're probably not going to use this until later on, at which point you probably played a Naga. Then it's just two mana, draw two cards, which is better than uh, Arcane Intellect. Yeah. Uh, you'll have some Nagas. Uh, sometimes, like, it, it's... I think it's just fair, right? Like, you can either get a better Arcane Intellect or... Um, you basically just don't want to play this at all unless you really don't have any Nagas left, uh, which sometimes happens, but I think C is fair. Mm -hmm. Next C card, Volcanomancy. It's an epic fire spell, two mana. Um, it's a good thing you're not going to see this that often. I had the hardest time trying to like figure out how to value this, uh, but it says, choose a minion. When it dies, deal three damage to all other minions. So you plant a bomb, and it explodes when the minion dies, and it deals three damage everywhere for two mana. So it's kind of cheap, but it's also pretty risky. That's the problem with it. So here's what I'm like, kind of thinking. Um, it's great if you have something like uh, okay, when you really need to like deal three damage AOE, right? A lot of times it's because you don't have anything. If you have, like, let's say they left up, like, a 1-2 or a 1-1, one, one, something like that, uh, that's fantastic. You know, load it up onto that thing and then bump it in. When you need the AoE, you, like, really need the AoE. And then sometimes you just can't get it to trigger on that turn. And if you just can't get it to trigger on that turn, you're dead. Like, holy shit, that's really bad. Because what you're you're gonna put it like maybe sometimes you can play a two drop and then play this and then they can just like hit your face again or and super then trigger sheep. It. it's just yeah it's a super sheep right like <laughs> it's not good super sheeps are not good because sheeps are not good when you can't ping it um, the, but that yeah. brings you to the the other thing which is what else you could do with this which is you can just use it as a spell if your opponent has anything with only one health by using this and then pinging and then it's four mana to deal three damage to everything, which is not great, but you need it it's an emergency, you got it, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, this, it's, it's a very situational card. It can be really good, but oftentimes, if not most of the time, it's going to be awkward, which is why it's not higher. I thought about this card a lot, because you just try to imagine all the situations with it, and I think that cards like this, as in AoEs, they have to have a little bit more consistency to be higher. Like, because mm -hmm. with, with these, it's just, um, it, I, it's also the reason why you hate uh, minions that fall asleep, right? It's like, when you want that minion, I want that minion. I, I, I don't want it to be falling asleep. Here, it's like, I can't have a inconsistent, as in sometimes it won't even trigger. In some board states, this is absolutely useless. I don't have an AoE. Um, and when you need AoE, you really need it. Because uh, mm -hmm. a, a lot of times you'll just die. So, yeah, I I thought about this one a lot. It was, it was kind of tough. And I think on average, it is like a C. There will be times in which you'll use it, and you'll be like, wow, this is like the best thing ever. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. But and there will be times in which you dead card. Yeah. Like even more dead than other (laughs) double sided board clears. Um, okay, another C tier card, uh, Asheron Sweeper, three mana, three four mech common card. Uh, Battlecry, put a sunken sweeper at the bottom of your deck. So that's like a spider tank, um, but you are putting a sunken sweeper on the bottom of your deck. A sunken sweeper is a three mana, three four mech, so another spider tank. But this one adds three random mechs into your hand, which is pretty sweet. It's good. So. Once again, here's here's the uh, the thing. Uh, you gotta play this right. It puts the sweeper into your deck. Now remember, what's a normal three mana three four? Um, it's it's like, a D plus. It's like uh, a D plus, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like a it's a D plus. It's like a, D it's a very plus. high D plus. So this is like half a tier higher, and then you have to pull up the other card, and then the other card. It's not amazing. Like, there are some decent mechs. There are some really bad mechs, too. So, you you have to pull up the other mech as well. And then you can, like... Maybe... I, I know everybody... You get everybody, three of them, though. You do get three. So, you'll probably get one good one. You know, uh-huh. you get one good one in there. But I don't know, like, which good one you're going to get. Is it going to be the Mothership? That would be great. Um, you could get Gaia. I know everybody Gaia. thinks they're going to get Gaia, but... I'm sorry, guys. You're not always going to get Gaia. Uh, All right. So, so what you should do is you play the sweeper, right? And you put it, you know, down there. And then you play a trench surveyor. And then you dredge it. And then it's a mech. So you draw it. And then you get more mechs, right? And then that will give you more sweepers, right? And then you put more things down there. And you'll also have more trench surveyors, right? So then you dredge it back up until at some point Gaia happens. That's exactly it. That's you just do it enough times, right? That's that's just, it's a loop. It's a loop. It's a, a satisfying mage RNG mech loop. Um, it, in reality, that's that loop is not going to succeed uh, the vast majority of times. But you still get a lot of resources out of it, right? Like three mechs is still three mechs, even if the mechs aren't necessarily the best one. And each one's a lottery ticket for you to get Gaia. Um. Yep. So once again, it's about because I I see some people and I think some people are just like, oh, this is better. Uh, I mean, the initial body is it's a spider tank, right? Um, it's nothing that special. Uh, you have to dig up the other part of it, right? So you have to dredge, uh, and then you have to play it, and then whatever you want to play after that is going to be further delayed potentially. Yeah. And there's no guarantee that you get something amazing from it uh it's good odds though you have like 20 percent odds odds to get one of mothership gaia or sneed yeah um that's not bad that's not bad 20 percent is a lottery to get yeah Yeah. but still not insanely high and uh, there's also this point i i see it in like chat and, and i also just see it um getting bad okay there used to be a point years ago where in the late game even if you got bad cards, at least they were cards. Uh, nowadays, you, playing bad cards is more punishing mm-hmm. than ever before. Like, mm-hmm. you can say it's like, well, even if I have like a real shitty card. Uh, no, it's definitely more punishing today to play bad cards than it was previously. Mostly just because the bad cards 
are even worse in comparison to the average card that someone else will play. So you play a very bad card, well that card is much, much worse than something your opponents will play and that will probably cause you to lose more often. So uh, many years ago, you could say like almost any bad card is at least a card. Today, you can say for quite a few of the bad cards, like I, this is actually unplayable. Yep. All right, so that was a C. Now we're moving on to D tier cards. So we are we are in worse than a croc zone. First one is Seafloor Gateway. Seafloor Gateway is a three mana spell, no tribe. Draw a mech. Reduce the cost of mechs in your hand by one. So not good, but not unplayable. Um, it is three mana to draw a card. You normally spend one mana to draw a card, and it's like okay, and you can put it into your deck. Uh, you're drawing a mech, not really exactly what you want to be drawing, but it reduces the cost of mechs in your hand by one, so it's really a two-mana spell. I mean, you just have to have one more mech, and then it becomes that one-mana spell. That's not the most god-awful thing to put in your deck, so you can make it happen, is kind of what, what, what it ends up being. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, this is... Uh, this is a D. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's not an F. It's definitely not mm -hmm. an F. Like I think it's a little better than some people think it is, but no, it's not. It's not good. All right. Next up is the legendary, the other legendary, the non-colossal legendary. Again, the not good. Four mana, three five Naga Battle Cry. If you cast three spells while holding this, add those spells back to your hand. Um. So you are not going to cast three spells while holding this, most likely. Especially because, as you see, there's not all that many good spells uh, happening in, uh, in Mage of this expansion. But if you do, most likely it'll be involve a coin of some sort, and you're going to get it back at that point. And it means that you're not playing this as a four drop. But otherwise, it's just a bad four drop. Yep. Okay, that's good. Um, finally, we have a F-plus tier card. The F-plus tier card is Spite Lash Siren. It is epic. It is 4 mana, 2, 5, Naga. After you play a Naga, refresh 2 mana crystals. Uh, 4 mana, 2, 5s are bad. Refreshing mana crystals doesn't do that much. How many Nagas are you going to play? It's a good point. That's it. That is it. All right. Um, so, Mage has this nice and very interesting, I think, mech package. But it's not, like, that good. It's functional. Hopefully, fingers crossed it's functional. Because it'll be real sad if it's not functional in, in the arena. But we'll find out soon enough. But I think it's going to be functional and just not good. And the rest of the Mage stuff that's coming out... Again, it's just not good. Mages have been powerful because of the epic bug. Now that the epic bug is gone, mages are not really that good. And they're keeping these sets that are coming out. Like, you look at Alteric, it's just the epics that's good. You look at uh, United in, uh, in Stormwind, um, there's no 8-tier cards for mage in there at all. It's just a couple of Bs. Um, so mages are in this like value deficit where they just don't have good enough cards to compete with the top and nothing's really changing that here it could be 
like you're hoping everything kind of comes together and it's interesting enough to play and the RNG stabilizes it somewhat. But this is not really a power package here. No A cards. The only S card is uh, the legendary. Yep. Okay. I think that's good. All right. Um, all right. Let's uh, get the shout outs on the next time. We're doing Priest after this. See you there. Bye. Welcome back. This is Grinning Goats, Lifeforge Podcast, uh, Voyage to the Sunken Seas card thing that we do. It's six hours in. We hope not to do another six hours of this. We hope to wrap it up in three hours. And we are on Paladin. This is class number four. And uh, just like the previous one, actually not like the previous one, this one is like Hunter. Because we're starting off with the Leviathan. The Leviathan? The Leviathan. Which is uh, the Colossal card for Paladin. And this is another honest-to-God, down-to-earth, better-than-S-plus-tier card that we're calling it S-plus-tier card. Um, it's totally insane, and you win the game if you can ever play it. It is a 7-mana card, 4-5-mech Colossal, and it also has Rush, Divine Shield, and after it attacks, Dredge. So what's the other part of this body? Because that seems just okay. The other part of the body is a 3-mana, 4-2 Rush, Divine Shield. After this attacks, draw a card. So, when you play it, you immediately get... Remember, there's only 7 mana. You immediately get a 4-5 Divine Shield Rush and a 4-2 Divine Shield Rush. And then you immediately dredge to set up your next draw and then draw it. All on the same turn. Nothing anyone can do about it. And you can keep doing this if your pieces don't die. But your pieces are hopefully going to die because one of your pieces only has two health. Uh, but that initial that initial thing is eight damage. And you still have a 4-5 and a 4-2. And you've drawn a card that you've dredged. This thing makes Twin Tyrant seem like trash. Like th this thing makes Twin Tyrant seem terrible. Uh, you can direct the damage where this goes. You you know you have the ex it, it, it's a mech as well, so there's synergies with it. You dredge it's and draw mana. a card. Yeah, it's seven mana. <laughs> uh, it's stupid. Like you have improved on Twin Tyrant in literally every single way in terms of value, in terms of the but. I don't know, man. Like I I, I don't know what th this is like. Just, you know, we talked about a lot of really strong ones. Hydralodon and this one are two of, like, the standouts. You know, you yeah. have some, like, decent ones. And then you have, like, let's compare uh, this with, like, the Druid one. And you're just like, really? You just have, like, a shell that I have to fight through? And then afterwards, it's a 6-5 body. And you're understated. And like, you're, this yeah. is overstated to start. Like... The, I mean, this one's not as good. But by the way, um, it's just it's silly to talk about all of this. But this one's not actually on the same level as the Hunter one, in that the Hunter one is actually even better than this one. But this one's already S plus tier and above S plus tier. So I don't know. We're just gonna leave it here. Um, do you win the game if you play this? It is possible you don't. I guess, but but it's tough. It's it's tough 
Because the tempo swing is just so big. And you get a card, and a dredged up card too, if you've set one up. So, so it's tough. It's tough not to win. And remember guys, they banned Deep Run before, so for sure this time Deep Run will not be uh, in, right? Like they'll make sure that it's banned? Mm -hmm. For sure? Alright. Alright, let's move on from the Leviathan. Um, now we have uh, no A tier cards. We have a whole bunch of B tier cards. Two B pluses, two Bs. So let's talk about the B uh, plus cards first. First is Immortalized in Stone. This is the B plus card, so Night Captain ish. Uh, seven mana Holy Spell. Keep this in mind: high mana cost Holy Spell. These are these are useful um, based on random synergies that Paladins have. Uh, summon a one two two four and four eight Elemental with Taunt. It's just a lot of stats, and it's a lot of taunts. It's a lot of stats. It's a lot of taunts. So I see. I think some people w think that this would be higher. It's only what? a B plus. B plus is huge. B it has no initiative. It doesn't have initiative. To get B plus with no initiative is, is quite an accomplishment. Uh, the bodies are good, uh, but the one two and the two four are doing some work. I don't know exactly know how much work they're they're doing. You know, they they count for something. Yeah, I but, see someone in chat saying seven mana seven fourteen taunt is B plus. This is not a seven mana seven fourteen taunt. The, the one two and the two four that's six of your health not being attached to that four attack yeah so look i i understand that some people are like wait split bodies are even better sometimes and then sometimes you actually do want a 714 taunt uh so it depends right but um one two taunts don't do that much mm -hmm. i understand people can talk about like annoy try everything but we put Night Captain as a B plus tier. I think this is about the same. Like the amount of mm -hmm. impact it, it'll have on the game is fairly similar to a Night Captain. So that's where we're at, you know? Lots of stuff. Alright. Next one is a Asheron Mooncatcher. Asheron Mooncatcher is a rare card. Three mana four two. Uh mech. Divine Shield. Let me repeat that. It is a three mana. 4-2 mech that has Divine Shield. So remember when that Imp is a 3-mana 4-1 that summoned a 4-1? This is like that, but it has a mech tag, and it has one more health. And on top of all that, it has Battlecry. Put a Sunken Mooncatcher on the bottom of your deck. What is a Sunken Mooncatcher, you ask? A Sunken Mooncatcher is a 3-mana 4-2 Divine Shield with a Battlecry summon a copy of this. So it's two 4-2 Divine Shields for 3-mana. Now... Before you jump down my throat and say, oh my god, this is absolutely absurd, blah, 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 why is this only a B plus? Um, it, it, the Sunken Mooncatcher is not actually something you want to dredge up. Because you will rarely want what amounts to like 7 mana's worth of stats, 8 mana's worth of stats, when you're dredging. Like, it's one of those has-to-be-a-tempo-dredge moments. So you have a small window in which it makes sense to dredge that up instead of just a bigger card or something with initiative. And yes, this uh, Ashram Mooncatcher's body is super good, super on-curve, um, but on-curve only goes so far these days. Over-curve only goes so far these days. You see where we rated the 4-mana 7-7? Like... 
curve still matters, um, but what matters more is just playing something on curve. What matters less is being one stat above curve or two stats above curve. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Like, I could see this being a little bit higher, but meh. Meh. That's it. On to the next that's one. It. That's your, your analysis of this card. Um, meh. Meh. Okay. Next up, we have... Uh, we're down to B from B+. This is uh, Shimmering Sunfish. Shimmering Sunfish is a 3-mana 2-5 beast, so on curve, as most Paladin cards are. Battlecry for holding a holy spell. If you are holding a holy spell, gain Taunt and Divine Shield. So it's a normal card, but if you happen to be holding a holy spell, all of a sudden it gets a divine shield, becomes overcurved, and also has taunt for the hell of it. This is fine. I don't exactly. Did you calculate how often you uh, you're gonna have a holy spell in hand? Not not specifically. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, I imagine it is. Uh, I think I did forty percent of spells, as my assumption. So forty percent of all spells, and then we have like the assumption of how many spells you have versus. Okay. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Is this is this paladin? I think fifty percent is what I use then. If this is paladin, because they don't have a different spell school, right? I use uh, I use forty percent when there's two spell schools, and fifty percent when there's only one spell school. Yeah. Uh, and then they also have, like, the, the Vakar, right, that generates holy spells and everything. Mm -hmm. You have a decent shot of it. So, I think that's fine. It, it, especially if you're able to play in, like, a 3-mana, 2-5, Taunt, Divine Shield on turn 3. That's huge. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's what's totally random about it, right? Because yeah. later on, if you can just, like, hold on to it and play it later, it's not that big of a deal. You played a 3-mana, 2-7, Taunt, so what? Uh, but it's a B, right? B's are good. B's You're are happy good. to have it in your deck. Okay. Uh, next is the Dredge card. This is Seafloor Savior. Two mana, two, two mech. What? Not on curve. What? Battlecry. Dredge. If it's a minion, you can make sure it's a minion. Give it this minion's attack and health. So that's a plus two, plus two on whatever you're dredging up and drawing into your hand the next turn. Pretty damn good. What's a normal two mana two two? I don't like D. Uh, D. Yeah. Like barely a D. So this is getting Low D. two tiers for this ability. <laughs> yes. Essentially, it's uh, it's very good. Obviously, it's very good. Always pick a minion. Like seriously, always pick a minion. Um, the dream is like to dredge up another seafloor savior. So that mm. you can play a 4-4, four, four, and then you can then give another minion 4-4, four, four, and then, of course, you get another savior, and then you keep on giving those stats. But, yeah, like, it's getting a ton of uh, points for this ability, as it should. Mm -hmm. Or, as the game is trying to set you up, what you're actually dredging up is what you just put down there in Asheron Mooncatcher on 3, then you dredge it up on four with a seafloor savior, and you can play it, and it will be like ridiculously large and duplicated. Minions. So yeah, um, but you know that's a combo that's not the easiest to trigger, and you need all the pieces. Otherwise, still super good card. Um, 
Next, we got a couple cars that are C, which is still better than a Yeti, but uh, not that much better than a Yeti. Uh, the first one is Bubblebot. Bubblebot, where are you, Bubblebot? You are a 4-4 mech. Battlecry, give your other mechs Divine Shield and Taunt. Like, you have mechs. Talon is a mech class in this expansion. So, if you can get a mech to get a Divine Shield, that makes this super worth it compared to a Yeti. If you can't, it's a 4 mana 4-4, four, four, and it is not good. It's getting almost like uh, an entire <clears throat> tier for, for its ability, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's always well, good no. to know. Uh, well, I mean, for its ability, yeah, but it's a 4-4, four, four, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's so what, that's what I mean. back down, yeah. Right. Um, the Garden's Grace is up next. This is another C-tier card. 10 mana, holy spell. 10 mana, holy spell. Um, give a minion plus 5, plus 5, and divine shield. This costs one less for each mana you've spent on holy spells this game. The swings for this are so big now i'm gonna tell you guys one thing if the epic bug were still around i would have argued much higher for this like significantly higher uh because i think i explained it the way that the math almost always works out unless you know for strange situations uh once you have played the first garden's grace in for however much mana the second garden's grace is always free Mm -hmm. um now we don't have to worry about that anymore because you're probably not drafting any but uh this is one that is like super mega snowball right so the second one is going to be crazy good uh and then you want to keep wanting to get more um but now that you won't draft it it's like you probably won't take the first one out of like the car uh so if you never start it up it's like if you never take the first dragon synergy you're not you're not going to take the second one you're not going to take the third one so i don't really have much of a worry there but you'll certainly have like quite a few holy spells um immortalize the stone is one you know you, you still have um the vakar who is going to create holy spells for you so it's fine it's okay um it's just not consistent and especially with out the epic bug it's really not consistent mm -hmm. um okay uh the legendary is the last non-f tier card that that is in paladin and it is also c tier a little bit above yeti uh it's a two mana two three uh, katari light blade so on curve croc after you cast a holy spell on this cast it again on another friendly minion so Got a little upside if you can uh, if you can get it going, but it has to be a holy spell that you know buffs it somehow, uh, and you have to have another minion. Um, so this is getting uh, a bit of points for this uh, ability because uh, it, it the ability is not impossible to trigger and it has a pretty big effect when it, if it does trigger. Yep. Because uh, remember, a two mana two three is like a D. It's a high D, but it's a D, not a D plus, and this is a C. All right, now we're done with the C tier cards. On to F. We're, Don't we're, take these cards. We're, we're first jumping. one. Yeah. It's a bad. Do not take one mana. Holy spell. It's called Holy Mackie Roll. Restore to health. Repeatable this turn. Don't do it. It's actually look. It, I don't exactly know if it's like an F. I think it's it's an F. I think it's kind of usable. I'm like 
I don't know. I just don't really care once it gets really low and it's a bad card. It's like, I'm not going to argue super hard if it's like a F plus or if it's whatever. It's not great, okay? It's definitely not great. Um, but look, I think health is valuable. Health is valuable in this meta, more valuable than, than before. I've said it quite a few times, so it's not terrible. On to the next one. Uh, for one mana, for two health? Like, that is a, a crappy, crappy rate. And it sets you back in tempo, and you're just getting hurt more. So you have to take some damage, stabilize, and then play this. Right? The rate is fine. You know? Like, it's okay. Like, think of uh, Witch's Brew. Witch's Brew is terrible. Witch's Brew is one of the lowest win rate cards in Shop. Right. This is better than Witch's Brew, uh, in terms of that it's more flexible. But uh, it's the same idea. This is an F tier card. I don't know, man. Witch's Brew saved uh, saved a lot of people back then. Mostly because I was trying to smork them down, but you know, <laughs> I guess uh, quite a few things can be good when you're trying to smork people down. Anyways, on to the next one. We have last yeah, go for radar it. detector. This is a two mana epic spell. Scan the bottom five cards of your deck. Draw any mechs found this way, then shuffle your deck. Oof, man. So you gotta spend two mana, you gotta spend a card, and then you're scanning. Did you put mechs? Well, even if you just put like a mech there, congrats. You you still spent a card to do it. You you need a lot of mechs, man. You you need a lot yeah. of mechs. Uh and you also have to be fine with spending the two mana on top of the card in order to do this that's a lot that's a lot to uh for this effect you need two mechs you don't have enough mechs that you can get that you can feel good about it by putting one mech down there and having this worth it um so the idea behind this card is if you put something down there that is a mech it's going to be good you're going to want it think that uh that three drop that you could put on there that is effectively a six mana card or even a seven mana card um and you can bring it out and you can play it right like that's huge but at that point you're spending five mana in a combo to play a seven mana card eh. um, but you may get some other mechs and get it but that's the combo this card cannot be played until you do that so it's an epic card you'll know what decks can use this card you'll know it if you have it you will almost never have that because this will all this will never be worth it unless you are you have enough cards that you can reliably draw the cards that put the megs down in the bottom but if you do have those cards then this is fine like if you have a deck a deck with four cards that puts mechs in in the bottom of your deck then radar detector is a totally decent card because it's just a draw and you're going to draw some good tempo to make up for the two mana cost but uh, if, if that's not what your deck is, and the vast majority of your decks won't be like that, this is unplayable. All right, cool. That's Paladin. All right. Um, so this is not good. This is not good for Paladin. It, you may think, well, we have a whole bunch of B cards. It's all playable cards. But by Paladin standards, this is one of the weakest Paladin sets that have come out in my memory um, that I can remember recently. Uh, that being said, it's not like Paladin is going to be bad because the last expansion, Alteric, was ridiculously good for Paladin. And Alteric is still going to be around, so Paladin is going to be just fine. But this set, as far as Paladins go, like, Paladins usually just get so much more broken stuff. And they do not have any broken stuff here. 
This is all just like solid good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so if you just contrast it with, um, you know, uh, Alterac Valley, we had Brasswing, we had Templar Captain, we had Bridge, right? Like those are things that are really, really good. Literally S tier cards. Yeah. So these are not it like these you know you have some combos once again you're not going to get that many chances to dredge not as many as i think you guys would like so uh you just have some like okay minions right you're going to sometimes play a sunfish that won't get divine shield and taunt um you know you're you're going to play seafloor savior and not get like super value out of it right you're just going to get the normal amount of value out of it that's kind of the paladin experience when it comes to the set now paladins are still going to be really good because stupid bronze explorer which uh (laughs) hell yeah yeah so if there's any sort of addition and not like addition it's sort of like addition by surviving and other classes losing their dragons uh bronze explorer is like the best uh common paladin card that there is and you're Paladins are going to play in much the same way that they are going to right now. They're just going to try to cheese dragons. Mm-hmm. So original. Cheese dragons and, and play really strong buffs. And guess what will help them get there to their large dragons and their, you know, 8 mana rush that generates 5-5 five, five taunts. It's immortalized in stone with its 14 taunts split across 3 uh, minions and overstatted uh Seven drop. They don't even need it because Bronze Explorer with buffs uh, heals them up to thirty health all the time. Uh, I mean, it's true. Yeah. Uh, this is just it's like Paladins are going to be great, but this set is going to have very little to do with it. Just immortalized in stone is really the big one. Okay, that's it. Okay, uh, I want to give a shout-out uh, here to... What are we? We shout-out YouTube, we shout-out Twitch. Let's give a shout-out to our podcast listeners who are uh, listening to this and listen to us. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. We really we really enjoy doing the podcast, and that's why we have done it for so long. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm tired. Goodbye. See you guys for Priest next. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.